Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ahead, Welcome into old school. We need to handle this for a couple minutes. We need to let DP uh, Musa for a little bit. Happy Wednesday, ninety-three-seven. The ticket, theticketfm.com. Join us in our conversations today, 402-464-5685. and on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter on the Sarter Heyman Jewelers live video stream. Jay Foreman, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Chilling like a villain. Just uh, we had this these simpleisms. Yeah, how was uh, how did that? Uh, did you figure out why why he said brother? That means it's just not in his <laughs> dialogue, normal dialogue. He was also DP talks he, about he, he was un- awful aggressive with DP it. talks about uncomfortable movement. That was just that uncomfortable was, that dialogue. Was, you yeah, could just tell he just spit it out like he threw up. The the, the way he was saying it, his his tongue moved in a weird way. Yeah, he was not he was not prepared to say that. Yeah, but it came out and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I laughed you, pretty hard while I was driving. Right. You make you crash. <laughs> it was dangerous. Right, I had yeah. Tears in my eyes. I was, right. What happened? Yeah. What was going on? Luckily, I was just it in was the like, parking it lot. Was so like, was... It was like cold wind. You know, when your wind gets cold, <laughs> makes you teary-eyed and you can't see? That's what happens when you hear Sipple have any type of words come out of his mouth that might resemble Ebonics. Brother. Br- brother. But it was angry. It was angry. A brother. little bit. Yeah. I, I did hear. I did hear like the little bit of Hulk Hogan. Hulk in it. Hogan. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> yeah. He. He. Uh. He's an interesting character. I won't say. I won't say he's the most interesting man in, in the in the in the world like the Dos AKs commercials, but he's definitely probably one of the most interesting individuals in Lincoln. Is he one of the most interesting Lincoln media? He's got to be. He's up there. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so good at his job. Probably, yeah. Gets in, gets into spaces, right? Does some thinks a lot things. different. That's what I mean. I think a lot of people that write, you know, have to get into a certain mindset. It's just like any of the people that make music, you know, they they can hear one little sound and then 
they can go and make a platinum hit just mm-hmm. off of a beat. So, you know, something you know the the uh, neurons or whatever fire a little bit different in his brain. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. But I so I got a question for for both of you. Uh, Draymond Green had his had a press conference the other day, <laughs> and uh, G already said. No. He was talking about the, the guys in the 80s and the 90s who talk about how physical the game used to be and how the ones that are talking the most are the ones who were the ones getting bullied. He's like, you guys weren't the ones who were bullying people. You weren't the physical ones. You were the ones getting bullied. He's like, there were a few people back then who were who were extremely physical, and the game was physical. But, but the people who talk the most are the ones who were getting bullied. I don't know why. Like, like Barkley and uh, Shaq? Like they weren't, they were doing the bullying. No, they were doing the bullying, but he that I I don't know. This no, is what I from Draymond. It was, it was uh, like Kenny Smith, like James Worthy, and and oh, he, but 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 James Worthy's uh, quote was the best. I mean, it literally is the truth. It was the funniest thing ever. He's like, and he, what he said it was hundred percent truth. Guys coming out then had Dean Smith as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about you know when Kareem came out. You know, he had obviously his coach and then or John Wooden, obviously, and then they, he did reference Isaiah Thomas, who had Bobby Knight. Mm-hmm. So when they showed up, they had fundamentals. So they were farther along coming into the game and knew how to play the right way, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously always then being superior athletes. Versus he said, Now these guys all they do is work on threes, lift weights, and send out tweets. And that is one hundred percent true. Draymond said that in, in he's like back then you had to be more physical now you have to be more skilled. No. He's like not everybody's shooting like Steph Curry, but that's that's what we want to. But talk that's the about. way the game has been. I mean, it's look at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer in this. It, in the game was way more physical back then. It was it was a better, in my opinion, a better version of basketball. And I heard JJ Redick talk about the amount of possessions and the strain. Like, dude, shut up, okay, shut up. Just stop talking like. 20 extra possessions is the reason why, you know, Kyrie takes off 45 games a year. That, that That's just a personal choice. And they have way more, way of way better modern medicine. You guys don't practice as hard. Your travel schedule is set up a lot easier for you guys to be well rested. Um, and you guys aren't as dedicated to your sport. I can give you, you know, as everybody else. So it's all. You're you're just a you're just a byproduct of the circumstances, and I do feel like this: the, these guys that are playing right now, when you're an athlete, would have adapted to how they would have had to play in the '90s or when it was more physical. Mm. The guys that were in the '90s would have adapted to how they had to play right now. So it all would have worked as worked itself out. Um, so. Look, I mean, it's it's just the way basketball is played. It's the what sells, and that's the way the NBA wanted. They didn't want any more, you know, eighty to or eighty-eight to eighty, you know, Eastern Conference, Western Conference championships. And it used to be a drastic difference in basketball from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference, because then you know back then you had Seattle SuperSonics, Phoenix Suns, San Antonio Spurs were all getting up and down. Different, they were. It was the kind of run and gun mm. versus when you played the Eastern Conference is more kind of like a bully ball. So. It's just different, and, and you know, in this playoffs for the for for the most part has been um, a lot more physical. Um, yeah, in theory they're more skillful, but they play. It's just like saying players these days that play football are more skillful, but it's based on you can be more aggressive in the passing game because you're you're not going to get your head taken off by Chuck Cecil. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, if you accident, if if I go to well, hit, you, you can't. I mean, Mel, the rules have have been been applied to the games for to, the offense. For well, because that's what sells tickets, right? But see, but here, but then uh, here, let's like, take it up. Like Mel Blunt changed the way you could, you could play, play bump play, and run. You could play bump and run right. to having a six foot five so that so corner, then, right? Just so, throw receivers around, right? Mm-hmm. So just imagine. Just you know, with you know, Art Monk, Ricky Sanders, and them playing in this wide open. Just imagine, okay, let's take even somebody that started at the tail end of when you could really be physical. A Randy Moss at his prime, with his speed, his skill set, and then the amount of pass interference that they call. I mean, it would be just you would never be out of a game because you would throw it deep and it would be a pass interference because there's nobody out there that could do it like him. And then for the college game, right? So say Rico is a slot receiver, and you know, I'm six three. Rico's just say you you know five eleven five. Just say oh, say awesome. you're say you're Wanda, <laughs> Wandell, right? And you're coming across the middle. Oh, so my height. So as my aiming point is his at his MLB sign. Mm-hmm. That's legal. Mm-hmm. Rico decides to curl down, mm-hmm. and I accidentally my shoulder hits Rico's face right mask or his headgear. I'm out of the game. Mm-hmm. Versus when I played college football, it's my my forehead underneath your chin. Whatever happens, happens. So then, well, because they because they paid you off for being in place. Well, that's a like good, that's you a good you defensively getting your head under his chin meant that you do, you put in work, right? But then, but see, here's the thing: now the rules are changed, so now you can run. When I first got in the NFL, there were certain teams that you ran a bang eight, which uh, and that's a that's a passing route for you people out there. Don't be getting at eight thirty six and twenty six seconds. You know, thinking something a bang eight is a skinny post. There's certain teams that you ran a you ran a skinny post against, and there's certain teams that was out of the the passing tree, and those plays were done. You did not do that based on who Joey Browners, the John Lynches, the the the, Ch- the Chuck Cecils, the Waters from um, Philadelphia. I'm I'm talking about guys that weren't just gonna hit you hard that you're gonna be out. Cold. They're gonna take you out of the game, right? Ronnie Lots and all that. Now they can run those those, those routes. Mm-hmm. Now they can run crossing routes. I mean, I remember hearing the story about Brian Cox, and he was talking talking about when he played for the Dolphins, and Wayne Cabret ran a, a skinny, skinny, you know, crossing route. Wayne Cabret was out, like literally. That's what the Patriots did to beat the St. Louis Rams. They were literally trying to just mug Marshall, uh, Marshall Falk coming out of the out of the backfield, and any type of things in across the in the middle. And they had Ty Law and Otis Smith just mean, you know, mean mugging the receivers. So the game has changed, and. And I do respect Draymond in the sense of, you know, you're in the NBA Finals, you're tired of hearing about it, but you also have to not downplay it because there is some truth to it. Like the way that they, you know, are able to play, the amount of steps that they're able to take. Some guys are able to take some steps. Would would Draymond be Draymond if he had to face Ben Wallace? Nope. Nope. Charles Oakley? Draymond would be one of those guys, but he wouldn't be booting off at the mouth like that. Right. If he right. played, well, like he Draymond, said somebody, Charles Lambier. It was kind of insinuated, like that. That kind of question was part of it, or he was just answering it. And he's like, "It's different because back then, if you, you know, drop somebody, you got fined two dollars. Now, if I drop somebody, I get fined a million dollars." No, the, here's the difference: Draymond's not dropping anybody back then, because if you, if you, if you. Okay, just say for instance, say the Golden State Warriors. Like are, Antonio Davis and Dale Davis would have thrown. Draymond, Antonio into, McDice, into the seventh. It's row. not even. I mean, Kevin. I mean, it's not even. Say Draymond got in the mix up like he with Michael Jordan, like he did Jalen Brown. 
92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Okay, just say that. Just say he... he no, yeah, but, no, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Oakley is going to come see him, and it's not going to. And this isn't going to be, I'm Oakley, DP's uh, Draymond, and you're the ref, and you break it up. It's not ending there. Mm-mm. Charles Oakley is going to be waiting right in your locker room, and then what Charles Oakley is going to do, he's going to ask everybody in the locker room to politely leave. And if they don't, then he's going to handle all them later, and then him and Draymond are going to go at it, and it's going to be serious. And then every time that Charles Oakley sees Draymond on or off the court, it's on site. They're fighting. It's not only that, Rick Mahorn, Bill Lambeer, Dennis Rodman. And don't think Carl Malone won't dice you up. The, the way he split uh, Isaiah oh, Thomas oh, open oh, yeah. to the white meat, he, oh. he, he split Isaiah Thomas open to the white meat. He still, every time I see Isaiah Thomas. You he look still, right there. Like right, you. <laughs> you just, all he needs to put is mailman right here. Okay? So, and, and that's not Terry Cummings, um, Buck Williams. Um, don't think Jerome Kersey, Clyde Drexler. Akeem Olajuwon, Otis. I mean, you can go on and on. Kevin McHale. You get, and, and listen here, uh, Robert Parrish. He was quick to throw I would have paid money to see Dennis Rodman against, against Draymond. Dennis yeah. Rodman would have just, oh, it, yeah. it, game over. Like, yeah. Draymond would have just put on his warm-ups and had a seat. Yeah. Because Dennis Rodman would just. Dennis Rodman's different. Yeah. And he's, in many ways. And, he, and he's 6'9", well, yeah, he's he's six six nine. Nine, and then Dennis Rodman. Here's what people don't realize about Dennis. He actually had offensive skills, but he actually enjoyed defense and rebounding. Mm-hmm. And that's the same well, thing. he had it down it, to a science. And, yeah. Where the, the, but the, the I best love the way, video. Kick he, this way. He's, he's like, like kick yeah. and go this way. He just had. He said he had one of his one of his best <laughs> friends that didn't couldn't shoot a lick of basket. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so then I could time it off of there. I, I just think. That's why you always keep friends that can't shoot, right? That, that, that oh, you always the, want to be the smartest or best basketball player in the room, right? Well, you could go through and you could put Steph Curry's athleticism because we under we undervalue his athleticism. It's 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 no different than but but you but you would have put him against Joe Dumars, right? Is there, yeah, is, right. Is totally, like, I mean, like mm-hmm. people don't realize like <laughs> it, there, there's a Michael Jordan highlight. Of Jordan, you know Jordan when they played against Reggie Miller, he's ding up Reggie Miller, mm-hmm. and he's coming around on picks when they're setting hard picks, and he's ding you up for forty eight minutes. It's a different ball, and game. he's also dropping thirty eight, and he's dropping well, thirty eight. Kevin Garnett told a story. He said the first time he met Michael Jordan, and he goes, "The first thing that Garnett went, he goes, man, that dude had arms." He goes, <laughs> he goes, we didn't have guys who had." Biceps right. and triceps like Jordan and deltoids did. and stuff like right. That. He oh, said, yeah. "Wait a minute." He goes, "Jordan was thick." He goes, "That's the f- part you missed." Right. Is that Jordan could move you? Yeah, and you don't realize how big Michael Jordan is until you meet him. He's a big. I mean, everything. I mean, big hands. I mean, he's big. It's no different than when I remember where, where, when people come up talking about, you know, when Nebraska played. When we, well, I guess when I played, and you know, could we play now? Because supposedly the athletes are better and all mm-hmm. that. If you look at the number, they're really not. They're just deeper, and they can do the underwear Olympics. It's no different. 
you know, you yeah, play, the body you, types are different, but the but skill you, sets. The skill, yeah, better. you know, you just play. You, you play. You, you can't fault Magic and them for playing with Kareem and Patrick Ewing and all them, and then you can't fault Draymond and them playing with Steph and them because of the rules. Now you can kind of try to you know draw some comparisons, but people, it, it's it's people that have that are very small minded that try to always say. What worked then won't work now. What's working now then won't work then. Well, I'm old enough to remember when people complained that the NBA was too slow. Slow. Yeah. Like it was too constricted. It was too planned, orchestrated. Right. And they said, no, what we wanted, this is when Dr. J came along and you go, wait a minute, what is going on here? Magic comes along. Now, then, it was, the then it was street ball. Right. Then, it, oh, then Yeah, right? Then it was street ball. There's then it no became, fundamentals. Right. Yeah. Through all the stuff. So we understand. Like, we it's get cyclical. It. Let the game evolve. It evolves and you go, well, I don't like this version of it. Say you don't like basketball. It's silly to me. Like, okay, it's just athletic. It's just, it's just yeah. athletes being athletes. Um, but the same thing for football. People go, well, I don't like the game because it, it it's so heavily weighted against defenders that it's not fair. It's not it, even it, fair it, for to have defensive backs try to defend the best athletes on the planet in open space 50 yards wide and 100 yards it's, long. It's not fair, like, it's, <laughs> and it's always been like that. The teams that really, really embrace it and really get into the devil and the – I call it devil in the details – Seem to play defense. Seem to play defense, and and yes, does it always work its you know way out most of the time? What really hurts the game is if the refs, if we're coming in on a Monday, a Tuesday after Monday night game, Friday after a Thursday night game, Sunday morning after a college games, yeah. and is we're talking about the refs. That's 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 really the problem because if if you understand what the rules are meant for and where the game is going, you can make a call like within, you know, in the first three and a half quarters, that's not going to affect the game. But if you're controlling the game by your whistle, then that's when, you know, it really does, you know, well, hurt but the, the other game. part of it is that, and, and, and it's so basic to me. And I ask this question all the time. If the athletes have gotten faster, bigger, stronger, how are the, 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 the officials supposed to keep up with them? We don't have the best athletes running no. alongside of the no. best athletes. That's a, that's a, so you can't be you a, like you can't be yeah, every big, once in a while you see just because they got big arms don't mean they're good athletes. Every once right? in a while you see a ref running with a wide receiver and you're like, wait a minute, yeah, 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 but yeah that, that's, that's one. Impressive. But you're not asking him to change direction. No, you're not asking him to plant his foot on the dime and and and, and get get no. horizontal. They're not doing that. Well, the problem, I, and this is just my opinion. I think, and this is just a blanket. I think fundamentals and the details are glossed over. Mm-hmm. So the football, in essence, isn't as good. So it's a lot of high-risk, high-reward. Teams are going to try to out-athlete you mm -hmm. and just kind of know that they're going to eventually get a call or make a play. Um, and you see it. I mean, that's just the way – again, that's the way it's evolved. That doesn't mean that these, these kids that are playing now can't play with good fundamentals and technique. It's just not taught from them from, from youth football to high school and, in some cases, to college. And then when they get in the pros, you're, you're essentially if you don't have that basis of foundation, then that's where you're at. And and so the guys that I mean, if you look, and I always talk about Cam Newton, right? Cam Newton when he came in the league at six five, two forty five, four five flat, a stupid athlete, a defensive end playing quarterback. He might have been, been two fifty five, could get away with 
throwing with his feet literally this close together because he had such a superior arm, right? Mm-hmm. People, for whatever reason, they play, compared him to Blaine Gabbert and tried to say his arm wasn't good. If you watch his first game against Arizona, he had plenty of arm strength, and he continued to have it, but he didn't have the fundamentals. So when his arm strength and shoulder problems happened, he is, wasn't able to continue along being as dominant as a passer, mm-hmm. right? And that's no different. Can't. I'll, I'll athlete you for eight years, but eventually, Father Time waits for nobody, and he is not missed. Some guys know how to keep him away or be friends with Father Time to kind of keep him at bay. Well, to not take hits, to, to take to, hits to and have fundamentals, sound, right? Yeah, so then, stuff. now when you need your legs to kind of provide that umph in your passes, now you don't have it because you never had the fundamentals for so long. So that's just the difference in the game. Um, yeah, they do run a lot of play, a lot, you know, supposedly a lot more plays, but they don't run them effectively because the penalties are up. So yeah, it's great if you run a hundred plays, but you just ran thirty-eight plays that that were that didn't matter. That didn't matter. So now we're back to sixty plays. So then that's when you see teams back. I always remember when I would always watch when Vic Fangio was at Stanford and Harbaugh when they would play Oregon, right? Styles make fights. Stanford would come out with the smart guys. Probably, you know, they started to get guys drafted. But, yeah. you know, when they first got there, it was you know, Andrew Luck and just a couple guys on defense, right? But they would be very technically sound, physical. Mm-hmm. And they would kind of shorten the game down, shorten the field, get you in between the, like, hashes. Now we got to start playing football. They at, the end, at the end of the day, you got to play football. Yeah. It's about running, blocking, tackling, penalties. And all that, you know, just doing the stuff and staying out of your own way. Mm-hmm. If you get your possessions limited and you're not running plays at a fundamental level, that means that more of your players are so going to have you're, penalties. You're, you're going to have you're, less yeah, plays. Your deficiency rating or your efficiency your, your, your rating go, go down. Go, go, go down. Yeah. And that's what they try to do. And, uh, and it's no different than basketball. It's, it, you saw it like, remember, uh, what was the team with uh, Hank Get Loyal Marymount, right? Yes. So you'd watch them. I always watch them late at night. They'd be scoring 140. You know, you wake up the next morning. They won 148 to 100. Well, then they get in the NCAA tournament. Next thing you know, they're losing, you know, 80 to 62. Mm-hmm. Well, these dudes are biting back. So it's just all, I mean, really it comes down to adjustments. And Draymond is going to be Draymond. Um, I do remember Lance Stevenson kind of being that guy, kind of, you know, blowing in LeBron's ear. And the Miami Heat had Pittman. And he and he was from Texas, a backup, maybe the third team center power forward, mm-hmm. you know. Well, Lance Stevenson came to the hole, right? He got that forearm pork chop, and you never heard about Lance Stevenson messing with LeBron after that. Miami Heat goes on to the championship. What's done is done. Was that worth it for for Pittman? Yeah, he got suspended for a game, but he got two rings out of it. Yeah. Sometimes, and this is what Draymond. Uh, this is one thing I always respect about Draymond is he's going to make you and see if you're going to do something that you really don't want to do in your heart. And seemed like he punked everybody the other day. Debo came. We see it. He's doing something. We see it. it can't play tight. He can't play tight end worth a lick, but hey. I'll take Strick over him at tight end. Hey, it works, man. It works. All right, we'll toward the break. When we come back, uh, Rico will tell us what's up. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.